You ever heard the phrase, the more things change, the more things stay the same? And while we love the excitement of new things, it's also nice to have the reliability of something constant. Hey, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when it comes to insurance, State Farm is a good neighbor you can count on. Solo llama a tu agente. Another way State Farm helps is by supporting the creators and storytellers of the Michael Tudor Podcast Network family. Con la ayuda de State Farm, estamos ayudando y asegurándonos de que nuestras voces sean escuchadas. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of DIC. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. Welcome to hopefully not the last, but the last for a while episode of the Upside Down cast, where I, Gary, and Matt, hello Matt, hello Gary, uh, talk about Stranger Things Series 2. We're talking about the last two episodes, that's episodes 8 and 9 if you've been paying attention, <laughs> uh, hopefully you have. Uh, just quickly before we begin, uh, we've been encouraging you to tweet, Facebook and contact us, and someone has, so I thought I'd just read their tweet. Uh, Tim Kelly, thank you very much, at ChopperKelly1. He's almost binged all of Series 2 over the weekend, got to the finale, which he's going to watch last night, according to the date on this tweet. He agrees with us that Episode 7 didn't sit right. He thought maybe there might be lining up for a spin-off. And he, like I, thought maybe 8 might turn up in the finale. Uh, but uh, we will reveal whether she did or not in this review. Uh, but thank you very much for your contribution, and we'd love to hear what you guys have thought of Stranger Things, and we'll tell you how you can do that at the end of this podcast. Everything's back in Hawkins now. I think it's safe to say, Matt. Yeah. And episodes eight and nine are almost like a double episode, really. Lead us through the beginning of episode eight from your... your... Well, I, I think, first of all, you owe an apology to any everyone for doubting Bob's... Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I, I have to hold my hands motives. up to that one. He basically is the hero of this story, isn't he? He is very much, yeah. He so, he has saved the day. Well, he saved the day earlier when he worked out where Hopper was, and he basically saved Hopper's life. Yeah. And and now in this, I mean, we'll get going. So um, as we saw at the end of uh, episode seven, the uh, yeah. Demi Gorgon army had sort of infiltrated the lab. Uh, no, great... sorry, six episode six. Oh, episode sorry. six. Sorry, yes. yes. Uh, it, it, well, in right. fact, actually, one thing that I could say right now is how much episode seven doesn't need to have been there when you watch these two episodes hmm. so where, i suppose where we left the story in hawkins i should yeah say. um the, the demigorgon army was encroaching on the lab you've got hopper and and um paul rises dr owen sort of looking on and then you see the the sort of the scientists in the lab are getting killed the the demigorgons start breaking through the glass that paul rises says is shatterproof i think these two final two episodes went full-on horror movie 
as yes. well. I mean, you referenced Alien and Aliens. This whole sequence in the lab was basically that. I, although, although I think in the Aliens, they gave the guys guns and they had a better chance, whereas in this yeah. one, they were all basically just ripped to shreds. You know, this this sort of tear, the, the sort of monsters tear in the lab um, ends up with all of the, um, as you referenced to them last time, the red shirts from Star Trek getting killed yeah. and all the major characters locking them. So Will, Mike, Joyce, Hopper... <laughs> Um, Bob and uh, Doctor Owens all end up sort of locked in a room, don't they? Together. Mm, yeah. And then they have to do the famous, oh, one of us has to leave the room to open the door to. But I loved the fact that they got in the the uh, the, the, the references to basic. They basically have to open this door, don't they? And it's it's all operated by the sort of computer, which you know hopper screen yeah hopper bbc micro (laughs) once i once i restart the breakers everything will will work but bob's like no you unless you know how you know how to work basic which as you say is the sort of old computer language then you Mm. you you can't do anything you know i'm going to do it um and was there a point that maybe they could have done it together in other words like okay because they had the the communications by the walkie talkies Mm. could it have been that hopper went and did the breakers and bob did the Mm. or do you think perhaps it it made more sense for them to hopper to stay with the rest you know i think hopper needed to be the one they needed someone there with the gun and you know he was showing him how to shoot a gun and everything yeah but i mean from this point you knew that bob was basically done for i think I yeah. think you almost sort of divert expectations. I thought maybe because Stranger Things does do that, that they would like save Bob. But I think they already did that with Steve. I think you thought Steve was going to be a goner at the end of the last episode. Yeah. Or oh, episode six again. Sorry. And, I, gonna... and I suppose it has a history, you know, with Barb and, and, and things yeah. of doing the shocking deaths. It's yeah. not uncommon yeah. for, for these writers was... to say, we're going to take yeah. someone away. Whereas this was very much um, signposted from the moment he left the. Yeah. The, the, the way the, in which he can't, he almost did the, uh, it, he almost said it, the famous horror movie trope. He almost said, I'll be right back. Yes, he did as yeah, much as almost yeah. not actually say those words. Yeah. That, he gets down there, the breakers get back on, and then he's being led by like um, Paul Reiser and Hopper and, and their yeah. communicating. And there's, there's one of the monsters is right by the door they need to get out of. So Bob uses the, um, the computer system to turn the sprinklers on near the door. Very clever. And again, then it gets very alien with sort of Paul Reiser leading Bob back through the facility. Um, he he has to go into like a cleaning cupboard, but a broom drops, and um, and, <laughs> but, broom. and the old um, monster starts getting to him. He, he runs and runs. is is briefly reunited with Joyce. At pauses, which is the really frustrating Fatal thing. mistake. You know, in, never, in any never. Movie. again like this is a classic movie thing the sort of hero pauses and then she basically witnesses her boyfriend being ripped to death by all these monsters which is nice. i know he saved the day again and i think he is the hero of the piece and i did like as well because it was something we discussed earlier about him when he was younger being like the boys we learned in this episode that he actually founded the av club at the school i thought that was a nice one i liked that i liked that little bit when they did that i mean yeah. there, there were several bits throughout this episode that you need to refer to as, 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 as standout moments but i did like that because it did kind of show you and I, as i say this is where i have to hold my hand up and say i was wrong about bob but i think the clues were i think they were leading you somewhere that obviously mm. they didn't go but i think they did a good job yeah bob was a lot a lot uh, more heroic of a character than I gave him credit for. Oh, I, I didn't think 
Yeah, I didn't think he would be the one that would go out and do it. I, even when he said, I thought it was going to be a case of he would talk Hopper over how to do the basic. And I thought that would be the peril. You know, here's Hopper having to type in and Paul Rise. We said, they're coming, they're coming. But no, they actually went. And I, I did like the moment where he left the gun behind because he's not he's not the action hero. He wouldn't mm. think about the yeah. gun. What I like about this is the Duffer Brothers have championed brains over brawns. He's Bob the Brain, but yeah. he, he uses his, his gifts to, A, work out the patterns that Will's drawing and how it relates to the town and the, the sort of, you know, doing the whole measuring, the ordnance survey type thing, and uses his, like, yeah. computer skills to basically get all the characters out of the facility and to safety to an extent. And I think it's great that it's like intelligence rather than sort of the brute strength of someone like Hopper that has actually benefited the rest of the characters, even though unfortunately Bob, you know, is the one who was killed. I just, yeah. I love that. And I think Sean Astin's done a great job. And I, I think he might get a few awards for this because this is the best thing I've seen <laughs> I, in a while. I, I think that's, that's a, a, I think like a, guest a very actor good in a point. series or, yeah. or supporting actor. I think you'll see a few nominations uh, in the awards next year. While this is going on, you've got Jonathan and Nancy who've been to Jonathan's house and have seen like there's things going on in the lab and things work out that that's where the family is. And then the four other characters, Steve, Max, uh, Dustin, Lucas, hear the noises coming from the lab. And I love there's that line that Max has is that, why are we heading towards the noise? Yeah. But uh, luckily, like, the, well. like the car is like they're waiting for them, aren't they? Like Jonathan, all the kids are there waiting and, and they yeah. take them back to um, the buyer's household where we have now all of our major characters in one place. They start to sort of uh, think for almost one of the first times in, in, in the series about Will and the Shadow Monster. And there's this talk about the fact that, you know, the spy again, about mm. how the Shadow Monster knows everything about what's going on because of Will. You know, they used to use it to their advantage, but now it's becoming a real disadvantage. Uh, and, and the group does begin to splinter a little bit after this. But at this point, you've really got everybody in the room. This is where Dustin comes up with the annoying demi-dog thing as well, isn't it? Well, two things. I mean, I like how even though you've got all these supernatural elements, it never quite, they never quite forget that these are kids. And there yeah. are nice little bits where other series, I think, would just sort of focus up. But there are nice little comedy moments. As you say, there's the Demodogs thing where he's like doing the sort of... Just keep saying it. Yeah. And there's also a bit where Dustin and Lucas are arguing whether it's a metaphor or an analogy. It's just little lines like that. It's like, is that really important right now? But they yeah. sort of um, compare it to, um, is it a Dungeons and Dragons character? The mind That's player? right, yes. Yeah. This is where you go back to what was a heavy part of series one where... The only reason that they actually worked out a lot of the things that were going on was because of the fact that the four boys played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. So we get this idea that they say, right, well, we, we've got to shut the gate. There's this uh, all this thing about being able to shut the gate is derived from the, the, yeah, inter so the interrogation of Will. Yeah. So what they decide to do is they decide to tie Will up and try and communicate with the shadow monster. So Joyce gives a very impassioned speech. Yeah, they don't That's want it. the monster to know where they are. And they start to kind of interrogate, but they're doing it through, I suppose, almost like a sort of you know group therapy session. They all start to talk about uh, stories memories. of how much, memories of Will, you know, because well, you, you've Jonathan got his mum, you've got his brother. Sort of montages played to um, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Because this is the song that sort of connects Jonathan and, and uh, Will, isn't it? This is the yeah. song. 
first song he played to him that he got him into real music as he says and I, and I think if I remember rightly this was playing in series one yeah. when uh, Will wasn't there Jonathan was playing all of this and going oh we yes. used to listen to this I do remember that's quite strongly what happens is is that although the questions the questions that they they start asking the answers that Will gives are very much from the shadow monster mm. he starts to tap out in Morse code mm. um, on the side of the chair on the side and, of the chair, uh, in, the side of the chair. and what's interesting is Hopper works it out you would expect an army someone who's got military experience to recognise Morse well, no, code well no but he weird. uses Morse code doesn't he we've seen it before oh, of course he does use it with 11 sorry you're right shut the gate I think is the final close message gate. close, close gate, gate. Uh, no, hashtag no. close gate I think at this point you're kind of made to feel like this is just them you know this is it you know no one's coming um, and, and, and this is why you get that kind of desperation. But the using of the phone call starts to allow the shadow monster to find them. So yeah. for some reason, and he must have a, a link in and he manages to ring the phone back and get confirmation of the fact that they're all there. This very much reminded me, and I think more so than the last time we referenced it, was Assault on Precinct 13, where you've got yes. everyone coming towards the house. You've yeah. got basically Hopper trying to arm them. He gives the gun to Jonathan originally, and then Nancy goes, no, I know how to use it. I so love that bit. Yeah, Hopper there waiting with a gun. Nancy's got a gun. Lucas has got a sling blade. I think is it Mike's yeah. got like a candlestick or something. That Quite is right. very assault on Precinct Thirteen, though, isn't it? Because yeah. they are actually anticipating the things that they know are coming for them. We start to hear the demi dogs or the demi gorgons, mm. as we shall call them. Yeah, start to make their way uh, towards the house. I don't know. Do do do. do... This is the point. This is the point where Eleven arrives, and yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, she. I, I, I was... I've just put in my notes. Eleven sure knows how to make an entrance. I feel like I can forgive episode seven mm. if it meant we got this entrance. Mm. I don't know how others will feel, but I kind of feel like it's great that she went away because I got this. Mm. And it's a, a pure kind of like Arnie Terminator moment. The door flings to, open. But did she need to go it? all the way to Chicago because she not just stay with Terry and Becky? She could have done. But you see as well, this is the first time that Mike has seen her. This is not just her coming back for Hooper. This is the first Hopper. time since the end of Hopper. series one. Hopper, sorry. You get this wonderful kind of moment, like the door flings open. She's killed a demigorgon. She throws mm. the demigorgon down with on the floor. Mind. She opens the door with her mind and it flings open. It's a wonderful moment. Yeah. I, the moment of the series for me at the moment. Yeah, that's one thing we haven't met. That is the end of episode. <sighs> one thing we haven't yeah. mentioned that they used to sort of break up the main story is the stuff with um billy max's oh, stepbrother yeah now does that happen in this episode or was yeah. it the next one I think well it, it happen the, the sort of whole him searching for her is in it because after right. after that sort of pre-credit sequence the lab we the switch next to scene that is max's we house. see we uh, see the dad and the stepmom don't we and 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 yeah. and, and uh, max's get- other family you get why Billy is such a the arse to, to Max because his dad is basically like this sort of really strict like military dad. Calls him a faggot. The girl he's going out with is a whore. Yeah, you know, there's no, this all was this... very strong. And I thought this would turn like Billy into maybe more of a sympathetic character when we saw him in the final episode, which didn't happen. No. Which again may have been like something we were expecting that didn't happen. So she's, he goes, oh, she's not my sister. And he gets beaten up by his dad, basically. And Yeah, pretty uh, much apologise to Susan. So he sort of goes, um, we don't see him, but he goes to Lucas's first, ends up at Mike's house. And I love, this is a great oh, little, yeah. Another comic little comedy moment, moment between um, Mike's mum, who's in the bath, listening to Barbara Streisand, reading a romance novel. And so she has, and this is the whole sort of Mrs. Robinson type moment, isn't it? Again, rem- reminiscent of like, 
some of those yeah. 80s films with the Corys, I think, where there was like older women and things, yes. weird science. Although Tommy is is the world's oldest teenager. He looks about 25. I was going to say, un- unlike some of the others that are playing teenagers, he, yeah. he, he looks he looks as old as I do some, in some of the shots. Billy, sorry, so, not Billy. Yeah, Billy looks as old as I do. So, And that then leads into what his sort of final bit in episode uh, nine, which we'll go yeah. into now. The only thing I was slightly disappointed by, I would have liked to have seen Eleven versus the Demigorgon. Mm. Than rather no, I than don't just think seeing... it needed it. I don't think it needed it. I think I think it works more with oh, it being okay. off screen. I think some things are better left to the imagination. And of course, it's supposed to. She's still goth uh, Eleven, yeah. so she still she hasn't sort of put back on anything. So she's still uh, she's just death like a goth. There's an immediate scene at the beginning of episode nine, the moment where Hopper reveals to Mike that he knew all along and that he's the one that's been keeping her. And I'm glad that they dealt with that yeah. right off the bat. This is one of the things where I really think this has been written with good care and attention. Even in this moment of heightened fear, why have you split me up from my girlfriend for a yeah, year? <laughs> yeah, it would have been the first thing that they would have come to their mind. Although so I, I didn't like, like how he that... sort of broke down. To... I don't. That didn't feel like. I almost get the feeling like not only have we missed Mike in a lot of this series, yeah. I feel like there's been a few Mike scenes that might have been cut. Mm. It's almost like his parents are in a sitcom and everyone else is in a sitcom. And, 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 and really, as well, he's had zero interaction with Nancy since he stole the money out the money box. Yeah. Because she's been off with Jonathan or, yeah. or, or, or Pete. So, I mean, who's you Pete? know, who's Pete? Sorry. <laughs> Dean. With... Sorry. <laughs> you know, if I don't get a name on an episode, there's bound to be somebody complaining. Pete. So that we, we get that bit, first of all. So he takes Mike into a separate room. He explains how he was, you know, protecting. Mm. They don't really understand. Have like a man-to-man to man type yeah, thing. Yeah, they, they come to an agreement in the sense that, you know, we're, we're going to let this lie because it's all okay now. Then you obviously get the sort of tease of, of a moment with, uh, with, Mike and, with uh, Mike and Eleven. They almost kiss, but they don't. Well, you get the sort of um, Eleven hugging Dustin and Lucas. Max tries to shake her hand and gets a very cold shoulder. And you, That was a bit weird. But then it works with the character of Eleven because Eleven doesn't understand social niceties, does she? No, and that's she, true. At least she didn't like fling her onto the floor this time. Well, that's, well she didn't have a skateboard on it. It would have been unfair. No. Now we get a kind of like a split up again. We yes. kind of get like three different elements of what's going on. Hopper but, and Eleven agree to go to the facility to close the gate. If they close the portal, then basically um, Will dies because... yeah. He, infected so all this time i think something we forgot to mention is that they've been keeping will sedated for the most part because joyce stole on like a um vial of some sort of sedative and they that comes into play a bit later they they sedated him when they took him out of the hospital brought him back around when they were doing the whole sort of interrogation thing um but they realized that um joyce remembers from an earlier scene when will said to her he likes it cold so they head off to hopper's cabin where he's been keeping 11 steve convinces nancy to go with them yeah because he, he realizes now that she's sort of fallen for jonathan there's a great little line where he's like you know i i've realized i was a pretty crummy boyfriend but i'm a really good babysitter he's sort of become like this sort of <laughs> he, he basically figure. has as a, and i'm going to use a wrestling term he's turned face in this series. <laughs> uh there's really no way of describing it other than yeah. that I think Steve and Bob have been my standout characters, in, and Dustin, I think. But Dustin, I Steve, Steve is just the epitome of cool, I think. Because Dustin, of the four boys, is the only one who doesn't really have a male role model. And I think that's the thing. No, that that's right. There is, there is no father in his yeah. life. Although I, there isn't one in Mike's life, either, uh, in Will's life either. But, uh, he's uh, got Jonathan, though. 
Oh, that's Jonathan's true. Yes, his father, right. and, and, and he had Bob to some extent, so you are right. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan, he's got a male role model in his brother. Right. He's now protecting them. They're staying at the buyer's house. He said, I'm not letting you out of my sight. And as we know, the three boys, and now Max, are very keen in the sense that they want to play an active part. They don't like the fact that they're being kept out of the, you know, the action. They decide that, that basically they can go and cause a distraction by going to the central point of all the vines and maybe they can draw a few demi-gorgons away from the facility. Yeah. Steve is at first extremely resistant. He's like, no, no chance. Well, he's, he's like, yeah. For a reason. We, you I'm, know, here, I'm, I'm here to protect you. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but Billy turns up mm. and uh, causes a few problems. So there's a lovely standoff between Billy and, and at the, uh, at Steve. At the front porch, isn't there? This might seem like really stupid, mm. but I actually love the bit where he went, Oh, you've lied to me, Steve. They're right there, and there they are. Yeah, I, 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 I know that's simplistic, and I yeah. know some people might. But again, say, they're it's just realistic. Kids. They're kids. Yeah, and that's I what like I love the about the realism of it. Yeah. Kids Sorry. would like be looking out, like in that would. little slit in the window by the curtains, and... and and basically you get the the first signs that Max is going to stand up to her brother. So basically, she grabs she one does. of the syringes. Her stepbrother. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. A step, a step brother. Sorry. Um, just insert the word step whenever you hear me say brother. Just do it. Uh, and basically, she picks up one of the syringes that Joyce brought back for Will and she stabs Billy with it in the neck. And I like the sort of, you get Billy's point of view. It's like, what have you done? What have you done? And he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's seeing double and things. And then she, she picks up Steve's bat, doesn't she? And, and yeah. She sort of leans over him in, in a very kind of like... Leave me and my friends alone. Oh, yeah, she holds it at, against um, Billy's intimate area and threatens to sort of um, um, emasculate him. So at this point, we get a wonderful sequence where you, you remember earlier on in the series that Max was talking about her being a Zuma. And we were all a bit confused. You know, we knew she had a skateboard. But it turns out she knows how to drive because, of course, Billy brought his fast motor car, which, again, I like the fact that. His motor car? Motor vehicle. <laughs> I like the fact that throughout the series, he's had this souped-up special car, mm. and we didn't. We just thought he was doing a flash so-and-so. Turns out, it was blooming useful at getting places. <laughs> <laughs> they then go off to this place in the tunnel. Uh, again, mm. they're all ammoed and camoed well, up at this point. Steve comes too, doesn't he, while they're in the car? Well, he, they kind of grab him and, and bring him Yeah, along. but he comes too. He only realises yeah. what's going on. He wakes up in the car. They grab him. Yeah. But he wakes up in the car, and it's like... Why is this teenager driving? Yeah, what's, what's going, going on? on? Why are you all like dressed up like this? Yeah. You know, what and all, no, no, and no, no, no. The role's very much reversed. He becomes the one they have to babysit. So they park him outside thinking that he won't have the strength and energy to get in, but he jumps down into the tunnels well, with they the all sort of suit. Well, they all sort of suit up, don't they? Yeah. So while they're doing this, you've got the, the very sort of horror-influenced cabin in the woods type situation with all the, um, yeah. the heaters going... It's basically Will, no, sorry, Jonathan and Joyce trying to heat out the monster from Will. And yeah. it, it was very exorcist. It was. I mean, we got a scene very early on in the series where you saw 
the fact that when the creature after went into him, it was sort of around his neck. It kind of had a moment of um, a real kind of like an alien host inside him rather than a this whole idea of it being a virus. So, yeah, it begins to come out, doesn't it? It begins to and, and, and the lights start to go off and. Basically, Jonathan wants wants Joyce to stop, but this is Winona yeah. Ryder going full, full on bad. As she said, no, no, and Will's face just gets that sort of the black veins start to like like yeah. in the episode with Linda Blair, where her face just turns. Obviously, in the nineteen seventies, it was a dummy. Here, it's all sort of prosthetics, and and yeah. you hear the shadow monster talking through Will, like the demon did. In the it is all very Exorcist. Winona yeah. Ryder does the. Get the hell out of my son, which again is very. Um, oh, it, yeah, the power of Christ compels you. Is, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Like I the exorcist, that, yeah. Again, it reminded me of Sigourney Weaver's um, Get Away from Her. You. <clears throat> oh, yes, in Aliens. Yes, yes, good link. Oh, see, the references just keep coming and coming and yeah. coming. We've got Hopper and Eleven, uh, and we get the reconciliation. We kind of already knew this was going to happen because although they're both angry with each other, you know, there is a close relationship between these he two. He talks very about his late daughter. Father daughter. Yeah, he reveals about his late daughter, and they arrive at the Facility. The first thing they do after breaking the facility is they find Paul Reiser's doctor character. Uh, oh, he's I mean, kind of yeah. He is uh, he certainly has damaged I leg. Loved, I did like this scene actually because you get of, of everyone, he's the only one who seems to survive. Hopper's basically trying to curb the bleeding as he sort of puts his belt around his wound. Yeah, Trio, and, uh, but what's it called? Oh god, tourniquet. And, yeah. and while while he's doing it, like the the sort of s- s- low lights is sort of flashing back and forth, and you get the the great sort of light balance of that light and shadows because it's yeah, it's just what you would imagine after a bunch of alien monsters have just ripped a facility apart. It's it's very dramatic. Yeah, so this is the Return of the Jedi moment where all the storylines converge and rely upon. They've got to close the rift, otherwise they won't be able to do this. So, and Will will die, and so once the monster is out of Will. Uh, Jonathan um, radios yeah, yeah, yeah. to say close, close, the, close, close the gate. I love the clothes where like they're helping each other up and the monsters are coming. And again, I thought Steve was going to die, but Steve and Dustin Blessing were the two who were sort of, no, we're going to stand together. And this is a great little moment for their partnership. You know, and, Dustin and I, I, is willing to die to help Steve because they've formed this great bond throughout this season. And I really enjoyed that. And we do get a confrontation between um, the, that little group and the Demigorgon, but it turns out to be oh, dark. Dustin was able to recognise him because he had a yellow mark on the back of his neck or something. Or was it on his bum? Or it might have been. I can't remember exactly, but there was some sort of yellow yeah. mark. Now, again, this felt like a little bit... I thought it was a, a yellow mark on his butt, he keeps saying. Okay. But it was a little bit of something that might have been added later. I don't remember... And again, well, I if think I ever go back and watch it, it's a little newty thing. I think he did have that on these little okay. hind legs. Could have been mentioned a few more times. I think. Yeah, no, is. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but well, they've got but, a lot going on, Gary. You know, they oh, need absolutely. To yeah. Chicago. I'm, 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 in my letter to the uh, the Duffer brothers, Duffner. I know it's Duffner. No, uh, Duffer, you got it Duff- right. <laughs> I'm not so infuriating to work with, Matt. I do apologise. Um, so we get the moment where, du- where Dustin, they're confronted by a demigorgon. It's dark. Mm. This and is just, well, and this Dustin is, kind of yeah. does his. Um, how can I relate this? Um, and I suppose almost in a way, it's like a sort of King Kong moment. You could compare. Yeah, that's a good like point that. as well. Yes, you know, because King Kong's the massive beast, but obviously it's sort of the Andaro who's the one who. Um, yeah, beauty, beauty can sort of kill the beast. Here it's uh, Three Musketeers Bar. This is while they're sort of in the in the sort Although of he doesn't say Three Musketeers stuff. Bar, he says Nougat, which I was annoyed Nougat. by because I wanted yeah. to hear Three Musketeers Bar again. 
what I think is one of the better action sequences where um, very reminiscent of Aliens, again, you've got them in the kind of like the shaft where Eleven is trying to close the rift, but Hopper's got his a machine gun and his shotgun and he's shooting demigorgons. I li- dearly did like this. Mm. The idea that he is literally protecting her. Moment. I think this is yeah. aliens, isn't it? That's where she's got the gun. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I mean, Eleven is, go- she can't really do this on her own. She has to kind of, she got this sort of flashback to the conversation you have with Callie about, you know, you reach inside yourself, go to your darkest place and then, you know, really focus and concentrate. And I Thanks, like the Yoda. fact that, Thanks, yeah, exactly. It was the kind of Yoda use the force moment. And and she's able to close the rift. Close gates. Okay, the good guys have won. Are we at the end of the episode? No. I suppose the only other well, thing I that we need... I was at the end of the episode because I saw how much time was left. Well, I was <laughs> going to say that that's one of the things is obviously with Netflix, you can kind of see how much yeah. is left in an episode. I really like this final sort of... Um... This is what you would describe as an epilogue, I believe. Yes, I, th- I think they definitely had it. And, and again, you know, I, I know this has divided a few people. Of course, now I've finished the um, series, I've been able to read a few reviews. Okay. This has kind of divided a few people. Oh, I really, really like this is necessary. I liked it as well. I think it totally fitted with the agency I have to as well. Say, you know, we got a prom, you know. I got emotional twice. Once was uh, Bob's death, which really sort of affected yeah. me. Yeah. And once was, and I'll get to it in a minute, but there are the little bits here. We get, we finally yeah. get the hashtag justice for Bob. This is when they reveal about the AV club thing, isn't it? The tape got out to all the newspapers. Uh, I like that little scene of Murray sitting on his little deck chair next to the Hawkins sign as all the government officials go past. Yeah, that was that was very nice. The only thing is that Bob didn't go. You get a funeral in sort of like a sort of montage, don't you? Kind of. That's what they wanted. That you wanted closure for that family. They didn't. And they got a funeral for. Yeah, and and we got the government explanation of what was it. what what actually happened? It was it testing gone wrong or something? Oh no, she was killed in some sort of yeah. They said chemical spillage, which is completely rubbish. But yeah. they weren't going to reveal the truth, obviously. And then you've got a scene with Owens and Hopper where he Owens sorts out a birth certificate. So Owens survived. Poor Isa. So I'm guessing that's him adopting Eleven. Yes, he's got a so birth certificate. Is, yeah. which says, well, it's got t- Terry's name on the top because she never had a birth certificate, didn't she? Because that's right. Yeah, because she, well, she never existed. Yeah. yeah. And this was referenced heavily in season one. Uh, the winter is it the snowball? I think snowball? so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Snowball eighty four. All the boys preparing to go. You've got Lucas sort of preparing to ask Max to dance. Um, you've got um, Mike's mum wanted to take lots of pictures of him. Uh, Steve again d- driving Dustin, which I, I again I loved. I thought that was brilliant. There's a new cat as well, and I don't know what happened there. If Dustin bought a new cat, and his mum just sort of. Yeah, there was. A, I mean, there was a discussion, wasn't there? But I suppose one of the other things that we perhaps didn't mention is that, that, that there was a mission from Dustin to Lucas about the fact that he knew he had dark because of the cat. And yeah, they get the new cat, but it wasn't really references to whether it was meant yeah. to be a replacement or yeah, or like a new if cat. his if his mum knew like what he pro- I get the impression that he probably bought a similar cat and said, yeah. "Oh, cat's turned up again now." Yeah, uh, well, because he, he, the last time we saw his mum, was she was going off in some other part yeah. of the country, some other near near Hawkins to yeah. go and find the cat. So the main bit here is that he's got this package, and he and it, it turns out to be fire force spray, which is a nice little call. Yeah, back. I like I like that bit. And so he does his Steve Harrington hair as he goes into the into the thing. And again, I just love this relationship. And there's this just like little pining look to Steve gives to Nancy, who is there yeah. serving drinks. 
uh, Jonathan is taking photos of the of the couples and the and the kids in their in their fancy clubber, and they yeah. have a nice little look over the dance floor. They don't inter. None of the sort of older teens interact in this final. No, they're all kind of like acting as chaperones, I think, aren't they? All yeah, well, they're know, all sort, sort of, of looking work, at working. each other longingly, and this is yeah. This final scene, we've got um, the four boys together. Uh, Lucas sort of tries to ask Max to dance as uh, badly as, look, as time after time plays. Um, which is a nice, I suppose, song, time yeah. after time, because it's all about time. And some random girl asks Will to dance. It's like, what yeah, what the heck? And the, the, the way she says it, hey, zombie boy. And that's like, yeah. oh, okay, that's a thing now, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, they were calling him that, weren't they? Maybe. No, I know, but like being asked to dance as a zombie yeah. boy, you know. Dustin and Will are left there. Dustin sort of, and this is the bit that got me. Dustin sort of goes up to a group of girls who go, yeah, no, I don't want to dance with you. He goes up to another couple of girls who walk away from him and then he's on the bleachers and Nancy asked him to dance and I just thought this was such a sweet moment and it is again yeah. a call back to I think the first episode of season one they sort of insinuated that Dustin had a bit of a crush on Nancy. Oh yeah oh oh definitely yeah. um yeah just this little interaction was a really sweet scene it's like you yeah, know when, when she said friend. the thing isn't it you're, you're my favorite Again, of all my was... brother's friends you're the, you're the favorite and girls at this age are you know stupid and you know they'll they'll realize how sweet you are and things well like. I, I think when you look at it she herself is a perfect example you know she's rejected steve the good-looking boy and she's going with Jonathan, who's the you know, the nerd, you know, he's very similar. In oh, some he's, ways yeah, but he's a good-looking boy as well. Yeah, sure, but he's supposed to be a little bit less good-looking than he's playing. He's an he's, out, he's to... an outsider rather than a nerd. Oh, okay. he's a, he's but a I sort think of... I think I think the analogy still fits. Eleven comes in in a dress and 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 will makeup makeup, and it's like, can we dance? And I don't know how to. I don't know how to either. Yeah. And, and, the, I, and sorry, the, just to say this, yeah. I loved the Nancy explanation of how to dance as well. Yes, I thought that was great, because <laughs> it just fitted in with this moment as well. And the final song, fun fact here, folks, which was Gary, do you remember? No, go on, you'd have to remind me. It was uh, "Every Breath You Take" by the Police. And, oh yeah, well that's uh, why I didn't like it. I can't stand Sting. Was uh, number one when I was born. Again, a nice little. Um, do you think Interplay, I'll be watching you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was certainly, yeah. Every I mean, breath you take, quite, I'll be watching it's quite, you. It's not a love song. It's a creepy stalker it song. It is a creepy stalker song, but in terms of, like, the themes of the series, in terms oh, of the absolutely. Shadow Monster being in Will, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and as we saw, you know, the camera pans out from the high school and we get an upside-down thing with the monster still being above as we hear the song sort of played in yeah. slow sort of slow motion time and that's it, the point I, I have to say and again I'm going to applaud the people that put the show together for this the Duffer had, Brothers the Duffer Brothers if this movie had been made if this program had been made by, by Marvel or DC Comics or whatever that would have been a post credit scene and half of us wouldn't have seen it until we knew about it and then we would have watched it and it would have been totally uninspiring this scene deserves to be the last scene of the episode mm. it doesn't deserve to be a post credit scene it's good enough. It's important enough that you need it there. It's not done for shock factor. I mean, a lot. It's a lot of important. those. Sorry, Gary. A lot of those Marvel film post-credit scenes are having characters from other films turn up with characters yeah, from this and film. Yeah, but they've gone a bit. Films. They've gone a bit meta on themselves. Yeah. To the point now where that you have to have them. And I didn't feel, and I, I so am glad that it was right at the end, uh, rather than going into a credit scene. I thought, it, you know, sorry, at, at the end. At the end of the episode, not after the credits. Mm. Let's do this in three ways. First of all, let's give our gradings for series episode eight. Uh, first of all, let's, let's do. We've been doing this all along. Let's give mm -hmm. our grading for episode eight. 
I'm going to go for an A. I really feel like this was where the culmination of yeah. all the plot lines came together. The fact that you got everybody in the same place, the arrival of Eleven, the fact that they explained lot what was going on quite simply without having to confuse people. It had action, it had plot, it had comedy. character, it had comedy. I, 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 this was the best episode of the series for me. This gets an A. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of somewhere between A- and B+. I'll go A-. Okay. And uh, the final episode, episode nine, where do you stand on this one? I have to say, I liked the the sort of the epilogue more, I think, than parts of the... Yeah, I think a B plus. I think a B plus. I, I will go the same. I will say B plus. I, I, I already had that in my head before you said it. Just because, yeah, again, you've got good storyline. You've you got the action adventure and stuff. In it. And although I like the epilogue, maybe a bit on the long side. Maybe, yeah. You know what I'm like about cut things off by 15 minutes, you know. Okay, well, do we grade the series or are we just going to say if it was better... Than series one, oh, yeah. it well, grade the it'd be hard to grade the series unless we go back to all our grades. I think episode seven would bring the, the average grade, you know, it would curb yeah. the grade. I think, though, it's definitely up there with series one. I do think series one has the obvious the fact that it's new and, and you know, and it was there was the shiny new shoes theory, you know, of oh, look at this thing we found. And of course, we said at the beginning, Stranger Things was a real word of mouth program at the beginning because it wasn't heavily promoted. Whereas this time around, I think it definitely, you know, got the full the full machine behind it. I, I really feel like series two did live up to the expectation. I really felt satisfied when I got to the end. And I do think the epilogue plays a part in that as well. I am excited for where they can go in series three and four without specifically thinking that I know where they're going to go. We, we know we've still got the shadow monster. We know we still have eight out there and we obviously have you know, ten, nine others. Um, uh, well, the big thing for me is is um, Brenda Matthew Modine still alive? That's the that's the big. Yeah, I think they've definitely left that wide open. Yes, I, that's I, the I, big I exploration you. for Eleven because that's yeah. obviously she jumped right back into the action in Hawkins. But the one thing that hopefully the seventh episode will have some relevance is the fact that that uh, Ray was the name of the character basically said. Oh yes, um, yeah. he's still alive. He trusts me, so hopefully we'll get some. And the fact Ray, they kept Ray alive means that he might. He might yeah, I, that's a good point. Yeah, they did manage to keep him alive. Um, I actually um, think this is better than the first. Oh, season. Okay, I think it's matured uh, um, this season. I think the fact that they've given all the boys sort of separate storylines, they caught mature into themselves. And I think they, the performances have, have, have developed more here. I think given a couple more seasons, I think they may be getting too big for their boots and that might be mm. an issue going further down the line. And the character of Bob, I really liked. I thought John Aston did a brilliant uh, job. I think it has had a better balance this time of the sort of relationship stuff, the, the horror stuff. Obviously, apart from episode seven, Everything else really worked for me, and I think this is a stronger season. And I hope that three doesn't sort of drop the ball because I think a lot of people feared that two would be rubbish after what after they enjoyed one so much. But I think I've enjoyed yeah. more than one. I, and... I, I think I think mainly the other thing that we need to do in series three is we need to widen out from Hawkins. Hawkins can't be the new Sunnydale with a you know a hellmouth on top of it. I think we've got to broaden out. I think this is why they tried something different in episode seven. Because they wanted to test the waters of, well, look, you know, if we want to try and expand this story, 
not everything could be focused on Hawkins. Otherwise, that is going to be, you know, because there's no lab now anymore. You know, the lab is gone. Hawkins has come under the spotlight more in the news, and I think maybe they can draw on that a bit more in this um, yeah. in this uh, next season because of what the, um, Jonathan, Nancy, and Murray did. And I, I personally feel that you know, I know they got an award. We said at the Screen Actors Guild last year. I definitely feel this is an award-winning series, and I agree with you, Sean Astin. Supporting mm. actor could well yeah. be a right, you know, a, a worthy award. We'll sign off with the social media. Uh, mm. We'd love to hear your theories, your thoughts on series two, your hopes and fears and dreams for series three. You can connect with us on Twitter. You can get in contact with me at the Gary Show. You can get in contact with Matt at Matt's TV Bites. You can find our main uh, uh, main podcast, the Custard TV. You can find it just search that in Google. You know, you can find everything. We're on Facebook twitter itunes youtube everything that you would want to find us matt it's been an absolute joy recapping this series mm. i have i have enjoyed it more i said this to um uh, uh, matt mike when we i'm matt twin, uh, matt yeah i know you're uh, well, i said this to mike when i finished watching twin peaks that actually discussing it has been uh, really useful for me uh, i do struggle with names and things like that it's not it's not a joke you know uh, so it has no, no, no. If you're not, I've kept it quiet. Oh. Uh, and I've I've really enjoyed following this series along with you. So thank you very much. I oh, hope you and out you know there what, have enjoyed it. You know what I'd like to happen in the next season of Stranger Things? Go on. I'd like Pete to have a more prominent role. More for Pete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pete and his um, hurricane cupboard. Maybe that could be the, uh, the thing for next series. There you well, are, Duffner ask Brothers. Ask the Duffner Brothers. Yeah, ask the Duffner Brothers to put Pete in the hurricane cupboard. There you are. I'll get straight on that. Right then. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, it all ties together in the end, doesn't it? Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off, and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.